Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today I've got two guests. Uh, Sean Wade, who's the CEO of Power Metal Resources, who are a list, uh, London-listed metals exploration development company, which finance and manages global resource projects um, and is further seeking large-scale metal discoveries. Uh, the company has a principal focus on opportunities offering district-scale potential uh, across a global portfolio, including precious base, strategic and et- uh, energy metal exploration in North America, Africa and Australia. Um, project interests range from early stage greenfield exploration to latter stage uh, prospects um, and companies subject to drill programs. And also we have Tristan Potas, who's the CEO of First Development Resources, who are a UK-based Australian-focused exploration company with early stage interests in WA and Northern Territory in Australia. Um, and they own three highly prospective gold, uh, gold and copper projects in that region. So that's welcome both Sean and Tristan to the podcast. How are you doing, guys? Good to see yep. you. Thanks a lot for having us on, Rob. Yeah, cheers, Rob. Good to see you. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on to the podcast and know how busy you are at the moment. Um, so I wondered if we can um, both introduce ourselves first of all. Tell us a little bit about your your career, your background. Um, the the audience likes this kind of this part of the uh, um, podcast. I know it's the beginning, but they they get to understand and know a little bit about the guests. So um, hand hand it over to you, Sean. First of all, great. Thanks very much, Rob. Well, look, thanks uh, thanks very much for having us both on. Um, so in terms of um, my background, I mean, I've been in this role since March this year, um, and it's been a very busy time, as as we'll get on to talk about. Um, but my longer term background is essentially, uh, I'm a finance guy. So I spent 20 years in capital markets, 14 of those at, at Casanova, uh, and most of the rest of that time at, at, at Liberum. Um, and a lot of that time was spent helping companies, not necessarily specifically mining companies, but um, lots of companies to uh, get their message across to investors and, and help them raise money. And latterly, during my my city career, I became much more focused on, on the mining sector. Uh, and you know, as I said, helping companies to really express their uh, investment proposition in, in a way that can attract shareholder interest. Um, that led me, I suppose, inexorably, I suppose you might say, into the kind of investor relations and business development world. So about 10 years ago, I moved from, from the city to start working uh, in, a, in a number of companies um, over time in the, in the mining sector. Uh, and, and hopefully over that, that period, when I've you know, helped those companies to raise money, to build their uh, investor profiles and, and to build shareholder registers, that I've managed, hopefully, to develop an understanding of what it is investors are looking for uh, in mining companies, particularly those uh, that, that, are, that are exploring in an early stage uh, and which are inevitably fairly uh, in, in need of, of capital um, you know, on, on, a, on a regular basis and, and need to be able to explain um, an investment case that, that's based on 
the macro environment, the commodity markets, but also you know, the future potential for assets. And, and that's really what we're what we're all about at, at, at Power Metal. As, as you mentioned in your introduction, you know, we're looking to to finance and develop a number of projects, um, many of which are inevitably a fairly early stage, uh, and make sure that those businesses uh, and the and the company overall are uh, properly capitalized uh, and in, in in great shape to be able to deliver that value to shareholders. So, you know, I'm I'm not a geologist, although you know I've I've learned a little bit about it, particularly from from Tristan and and you know, other colleagues. Um, but I'm more you know I'm more of a finance guy. So so my job really is to represent power metal to the outside world to to investors in the capital markets uh, and uh, to ensure that the business has the right levels of capital in order to deliver its exploration objectives uh, and obviously seek to make money for shareholders by monetizing those those opportunities over time uh, and which which hopefully uh, and, and certainly in, in in better market conditions will will drive our share price so so that's that's what i i, I hope I, uh, I i bring to this to this company yeah and uh, tristan yeah well yeah thanks thanks again rob for for having us on today um i am a mining geologist by profession although i have just recently obtained my msc from in mining engineering from the uh, the cambon school of mines um and my career today has basically provided me with exposure to all phases of the, of the mining cycle um from early stage exploration uh, to operations um and then construction and development uh, I started my career in the UK, uh, potash mine in Yorkshire, um, uh, immediately after university, before then moving out to the Western Australian goldfields, where I did my time in Kalgoorlie, uh, which was a really interesting uh, uh, opportunity for me. Um, uh, in the goldfields, again, I, I was on a graduate programme, so everything, again, exploration, underground, open pit, resource, that side of things. Uh, and then I had, um, after spending a couple of years out bush, I relocated to Perth and did a a FIFO role in the Northern Goldfields. Um, after a couple of years doing that, I had an opportunity to relocate to Latin America, um, which is a, a chance to work in a completely different jurisdiction, different geology, you know, different culture, um, which was really uh, interesting. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me. Um, and then I was due to go back actually to, to Australia, but it, it, I, on the way back, I stopped in, in the UK. And while, while back home, um, I got in I, was in, I got involved with the Sirius Minerals Project, which I'm sure uh, many of your listeners will be familiar with. Um, while at Sirius, I, I, I joined as the fifth employee. At the, you know, at that point, we had a, an idea to, to build the biggest mine of its type anywhere in the world, uh, to mine a mineral which nobody considered um, economic, to sell a product into one of the most conservative markets on the planet, being the agricultural market, uh, to do it all with um, very little in the way of capital initially uh, and do it in a national park in the United Kingdom. So it was a massive challenge. Um, but through that through that process, and I mentioned at the top of this discussion, I got exposure to every single element of, of I guess, the, the challenges of establishing a brand new mining uh, mining um, company in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a place like the UK. Um, and it, it was a hugely exciting journey for me. Now, I know a lot of people um, remember Sirius for perhaps um from a shareholding perspective but for me it was a it was a real a real example of a, a small company looking to achieve an incredible result and and in my opinion in many respects that's what we did we took an idea um, and we developed it to a point where we raised significant um capital in terms of 1.2 billion dollars of, of equity like capital to develop this this huge mine and then we ended up selling it to a major mining company in, in anglo-american so that was a, a really interesting experience for me but through that process i really re realized that 
what I find most exciting in our industry is the is the junior end. It's that uh, it's that it's high risk, but it's potentially high reward. It's hugely rewarding, but hugely exciting as well. And I had an opportunity to to, to join uh, Power Metal Resources, and then when I joined Power. Uh, Power's business model, as Sean will discuss shortly, is one of spinning out. There's a spin-out element where packaging up projects of a similar sort of nature in different jurisdictions and installing management teams to take them forward. Uh, and I was identified as a potential candidate to take forward First Development Resources, which, as you mentioned, Rob, is a is an Australian-focused mineral exploration company where we're looking to make a significant discovery, uh, whether that be in, in gold and copper in Western Australia or transition metals in the Northern Territory. So, so right now my focus is, is, is split between assisting power in the larger group, but also getting first development resources um, to a point where it's uh, financially independent uh, and, we, and we're developing uh, the business um, in our own right. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what I want to do now is just speak about one company at a time instead of licking between both companies. So let's talk about Power Metal Resources. So, Sean, I just wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the company um, and the structure and also obviously the company's business model. Yeah, so I think you covered a, a good, a good a, a bit of it in your, in your introduction, but just to sort of reiterate. Um, so we are, <laughs> beg your pardon, we're listed on the A market in London. Market cap currently around 15 and 16 million pounds sterling. Um, and we invest in a variety of mining projects um, in various geographies around the world. And what we seek to do um, is, and, and one way to describe us really would be, unlike a conventional mining company where you would have one or two uh, development projects or exploration projects, which you hope to take through the development phase into production, um, we are more of a, a, a project incubator. Uh, and in fact, um, you know, one of our shareholders, Rick Rule, who is probably well known to your listeners, who, who is um, who invested in us recently, describes us as a, a junior merchant bank in the resources space, which I think is quite a neat way to describe what we do, which is to say, you know, we're an investor in, in mining projects and we seek to undertake um, methodical and cost effective exploration. Um, but then we seek to crystallize the, the value that we create in those processes and monetize that um, for shareholders. And what I mean by that, essentially, and, and and it's obviously very helpful to have Tristan here as a you know as a live example, is where um, we can put, we can put a, a group of assets together in in the case of uh, FDR, you know, in in the Northern Territory in Western Australia, and create a spin-out vehicle that can stand on its own two feet um, as a as an IPO and a company in its own right. So, what essentially power does is to is to take the early stage um as an active investor as i say you know with with some methodical and and cost effective exploration get the company to a point where um or in this case the company or in, in other cases just a, a single asset but get get those asset or assets to a point where they can find their own capital structure and um essentially the the, the bigger costs the exploration drilling costs for example um will be met by in the case of fdr you know their, their own shareholders going forward so you know, we will. Our shareholders will benefit by having made a, made an early investment into the asset. Um, helped us do some of that early stage work, but generally, the the you know the early stage work is is of a sort of lower cost. The more expensive stuff comes later when when the company has uh, has IPO'd or or spun out in 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 some other way. So that's the that's the incubator, you know, model that, that I'm talking about. So so where do we operate? Um, well, we've typically um, being able to offer investors very, very safe geographies for, for their investments. So we've got a big focus in North America, um, both in the US and Canada, and that means 
um, in, in the case of Canada, our, our uranium asset, but also um, our, well, now 60, 62% holding in gold and metal resources, which was a spin-out IPO we did um, earlier this year, which is focused on Nevada and in particular um, a high-quality and strategic tungsten asset called uh, Pilot Mountain. Um, so North America, Canada, um, we have some businesses in Africa, um, and the, the biggest of those is called Malopo Farms, which is in Botswana, which is a well-known, a very safe um, jurisdiction. And then, of course, Australia, as I mentioned, which includes first development resources, which we've talked about, but also our assets in the Victoria Goldfields, um, which uh, comes under the name of New Ballarat Gold Corporation. So very exciting um, collection of licenses there. So so those are, bit, are our three main centres. But we've also been talking a bit recently about um, our upcoming investment in Saudi Arabia and Oman, which is a very exciting opportunity for shareholders. We're at an early stage there. We're at the moment we're having lots of meetings and, and building relationships with the objective of um, getting some early stage exploration assets in what's called the the, the Arabian Shield, which which encompasses both countries. Uh, and we hope to be able to talk a lot more about that and the opportunities there. But the, the, the same model will apply. We, we will hope to gain exploration licenses where we can do some of that early stage work, add value, and then seek to mon- crystallize and monetize that value for shareholders. So that's that's really the the incubator point and, and where we differ um, from uh, the normal sort of junior mining company model. I mean, one of the things we've done recently is presented to a lot of investors in in the US through um, the Rick Rule Symposium and and uh, and the, the the network that we built up there. Uh, and what the US investors in particular seem to be very attracted to is not just a diversified model. In other words, diversifying away their single commodity or single country risk, but with the upside that that the shareholders get in our uh, in, in in the asset set as it goes forward. So. In, by which I mean, take gold and metal, for example, that's IPO'd. We remain a 62% shareholder. When they make a discovery, which we're, we're very confident that they will, um, then our shareholders will benefit because we own 62% of it. But we're not bearing all the cost of that exploration program. That's being done by the gold and metal resources shareholders themselves. So it, it's a it's a model that, that gives you diversified risk profile, but also tremendous upside from the ongoing uh, exploration and development. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned in your introduction that you're obviously being brought on to, I suppose, tell the story, the mining story to investors. What invest, What are investors looking for in mining companies, and especially if they're not, if they're not, if they don't know much about the ish, uh, the the industry, um, because it is probably different to many other industries. What is, I suppose, the message that you give? give the audience um, or your investors about obviously power metals, but also you as a mining company? Well, I think fundamentally what investors are looking for is uh, an investment on the, the the huge global economic transition to, um, to green energy, whether that's uh, power generation, which obviously would, would involve the uranium or electric vehicles, wind turbines, these kinds of things that require Lots of lots of copper, lots of nickel, and you know, obviously other what are called transition metals. So that's the big macro trend that's that's driving or will be driving um, the mining sector uh, going forward. So, you know, in, in previous cycles, you've had other factors such as uh, Chinese urbanization, for example, or other sort of globalization factors. At the moment, the big theme in mining really is is transitioning to a to a greener and and, and lower carbon world, and of course. 
you know, the, the mining industry, gen, you know, overall plays an enormous part in that. I mean, we could talk about, you know, the supply deficits, you know, I mean, we could do a separate podcast just on the supply deficits of these critical metals. I mean, copper alone, um, you know, the numbers are staggering in terms of what's required to meet these objectives uh, versus what is currently in production. So so that's really, you know, where, where investors are looking. Now, you know, you can make mining investment very complicated. You know, you can talk about very specific geological aspects. You can, you know, talk about, you know, getting in really into detail on um, on, on on different um, deposits and, and, you know, one versus the other and, and so on, which a lot of investors obviously do as well. They, we, we have a lot of very sophisticated investors who really understand their, their geology, they really understand their mining engineering and so on. Um, and fortunately, we've got some very smart people on our team who, who are able to, you know, to help with that and satisfy that. And some of our material does go into some of those more technical aspects. But I would say that, you know, fundamentally, the big driver of, of the sector overall is this, um, you know, sort of green transition. So, um, you know, we're in an extremely good position to, you know, to give people that, that investment. I mean, you know, we're exposed to, to all of those commodities and, you know, whether it be lithium, rare earths, nickel, copper, also, as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, precious metals as well, which is, whilst not necessarily directly involved in the energy transition, are certainly, you know, very fashionable at the moment in respect to people's concerns over global inflation and so on. So these are these are all the the metals that, that are, I think, you know, part of the sort of current investment trend uh, in, in mining. And, you know, we're able to offer people a diversified investment that, you know, for, for many of our investors, you know, they, they say, well, it's very difficult for me to pick a, you know, a lithium company and a copper company and a, and a PGE company or whatever. Um, well, we do that for you. You know, we, we've, we've built a portfolio of assets, um, which, you know, we've obviously, you know, judged whether or not they're good assets and, and, and whether they have great opportunity. We're seeking to add value to those assets. Uh, and so we're helping investors really to to have a, a blended and and uh, diversified investment on on that green transition. So that's what I sort of hope to get across to people. And, and I think that's been, um, you know, reasonably successful. And, and as we talked about the, the spin out model, it also gives people the opportunity to specialize should they wish to. So, um, you know, you'll, you'll look at power metals portfolio and you'll say, well, you know, I like all those, all those different pieces, but you know, there's a great opportunity, for example, in, in uranium, where we're doing a small spin out IPO. And obviously, you know, if you like the, the Australian, Western Australian, um, and, and Northern territory story that, that Tristan tells you've, you've got that specific play as well. So, you know, there is there is an opportunity within our, our portfolio to have lots of different sort of types of exposure, uh, and um, and and we're always looking to recycle that as well. So, you know, it's not just a question of the current asset set. You know, at some point will be sold, monetized, spun out, whatever. We look to we look to recycle that capital, and that's why we're looking at Saudi Arabia, for example. And there'll be other opportunities going forward where there is an opportunity to find new assets. And and of course, you know, the stage of the market we're at at the moment. Clearly, you know, the, the the one thing that is happening is is lots of MA. There are there are lots of opportunities around. Uh and um, you know, we're we're looking at things all the time that that could add to the portfolio as well. So, you know, it's it's uh I like people to think, you know, we're 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 active managers of a of a portfolio of assets. We you know, we know what we're doing, we we know how to add value to them. Uh, and over time you'll see, you know, very strong balance sheet growth, um, which is really our, our sort of key metric and our key performance metric. Um, obviously, you mentioned the, the various jurisdictions that you do uh, operate in. Um, what commodities would you say you primarily focus on? Well, I, I mean, as I say, you know, it's very much the sort of, you know, the, the, the transition metals and and the precious metals. So, 
you know, we talk a lot about our uranium portfolio and we're going to be updating shareholders hopefully very soon on, on what's going on there. We've got an exploration program um, actively underway. Um, we've got a very exciting lithium opportunity in, in Ontario, in Canada. Again, something that we're going to be able to talk about more soon with some with some good exploration um, results hopefully coming through there. Um, we've got also an exploration going on in one of our gold assets, which is in also Botswana. Um, again, that's going to be subject for an update for shareholders. Um, so those are the things that, that that we're sort of currently talking about. But, you know, in addition to that, we've got um, licenses targeting nickel, copper, platinum group elements in Tanzania. It's a smaller investment for us. We've got uh, a silver asset also uh, in Canada. Um, and obviously, you know, I don't want to take Tristan Sunday because I know he wants he want to talk about it. You know, what's contained within um, the first development portfolio. So, you know, there there are there's no sort of one specific thing that that we focus on. They really have got a very broadly spread portfolio, both geologically, sorry, geographically, I mean, uh, and by commodity. Uh, and we're, as I said, we're always looking to, you know, to change to to recycle that and and, and develop that. And but those are our those are our real focuses at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, you recently announced, obviously, the uranium exploration program um, today, and obviously the licenses there um, that you have around the Athabasca Basin. Um, I just wanted you to just tell us a little bit about, obviously, you're only allowed to tell us so much, but I wanted you to just tell us a little bit about those plans. Um, and I believe, obviously, that the current program is underway at the moment. That's right. So, look, this is extremely exciting for us and, and something I know uh, our shareholders are very, very keen to hear about. Um, it's a it's a very large footprint. It's a thousand square kilometers um, with encompassing 17 different license areas in and around the Athabasca Basin in, in northern Canada. And this is this is the world's premier address for uranium mining and exploration. And it's and it's very well established. I mean, one thinks of you know Cameco and Denison in particular as you know as well-known names that that have um had a lot of success in, in Athabasca. And it's so it's it's a very big um opportunity for us. The the program is underway at the moment, and as I've said at the top, you know it's it's methodical and it's cost effective. So we're doing some airborne surveys, and we're doing some soil sampling, some geochemical work. And now, what that's going to do will be to establish high quality drill targets for the next phase of the, of the program. Now, what does that next phase look like? Well, we're doing a small uh, spin out IPO, which uh, we've talked about, um, which will take three three maybe four properties. Um, which you know, um, which will stand on its own two feet, do its own exploration work, uh, and uh, you know, develop from there. And then the balance of the portfolio, you know, we'll, we'll see. We, you know, we at the moment, uh, it's very central to the um, to the to the power portfolio, and you know, we will develop those as we as we go and update shareholders on that um, at the appropriate time. But it's a very exciting opportunity, and and you know, and a lot of uh, a lot of upside there. So you know the. It's 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 right up in the in the far north in, in Saskatchewan. We've got one of our colleagues is out there at the moment, and he's been sharing some pictures on Twitter of of the of the wilderness that that, that he's in, and um, and he's flying over it with a in a helicopter, you know, helping to establish, as I said, those those drill targets. And we're looking forward to updating people on that very soon. Um, you describe obviously the business model as a, a project incubator model. Um, can you explain? Uh, how this has been executed with any obviously recent IPOs and um, um, that have and what are potentially coming up? Yeah, well, I mean, the most obvious one um, in that um, was gold and metal resources. So we completed um, that IPO earlier this year 
Um, and as I said earlier, that's that's focused in in Nevada in in the US. So that's that's uh, essentially the the substantial tungsten um, deposit, which is known as, as Pilot Mountain. But there's also some some gold assets there as well. Um, and that's been a very good example. And we we you know we've seen the value that we've created there go straight on to our balance sheet. So if you look at the the shareholders' equity of the business, it's you know it's directly um, added to that. So um, that's a that's a very clear demonstration of what we're doing. And of course, the next one that we're that we're doing and the the number one priority for the business at the moment is first development resources. And Tristan and I is going to talk about that. But that's 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 the next one off the uh, off the block, and it, it's extremely exciting and. You know, it's had an extremely good response from from investors. So that's um, so that's the next one. So those in in terms of the incubator IPO model, th- those are the two most most obvious. But as I mentioned, also the the, the one we're doing in um, in Canada, the the, the spin off from the um, uranium portfolio, that's also underway at the moment, and we we hope to be able to update people on that um, you know later in the year. But we're in the, you know currently in a in a phase where we're preparing it for a for a listing. Uh, in London, and um, you know, we'll be, as I said, we'll be talking a lot more about that going forward. But there are opportunities across the portfolio. You know, where we we talk about uh, Malopo Farms, for example, um, which is our potentially district scale opportunity in Nickel in Botswana, where what we're looking for there at the moment is a strategic joint venture partner. And we've got, you know, we've had a number of conversations on that, and and what we're looking to do there is to bring in a, a partner, most probably a corporate who will assist us with the next phase of exploration there because you know we're, we need to probably spend quite a lot of money um proving out the uh, the, the the geological model that we've that well that, that, that we've got and that, that we, we're confident that we've proved um and so that won't be a an IPA spin out in the same sense but it, it will be a monetization and a crystallization event for shareholders and you know as I said that, that that's underway but you know I, I look across the portfolio and I think there is there are a lot of opportunities for either more IPOs or spin-outs, or even in some cases, just you know, an, out, an outright sale of an asset. So, you know, what I want to get across to people is, you know, we're here to make you money. We're, we're, we're not necessarily wedded to one particular thing that, you know, is our sort of founding asset or, or anything like that. You know, we're looking to bring assets in at a great price, add value to them, and then monetize and crystallize that value for shareholders. So, you know, there are no sort of sacred cows, if you like, in the portfolio. You know, it, it's a if you like it, it's a, it's a corporate finance exercise as much as anything. You know, we're here to to make money for shareholders, and I'm very confident that in, in slightly better market conditions than we've endured over the last year or two, you know, we will uh, we will achieve that. Before we uh, speak to Tristan, I'm just wondering if you just tell us about um, some of your other projects and the key milestones um, we can look forward to over the sort of next six months. Yeah, so so um, as I said, I mean, I think you know the updates that we're going to be able to give people. I mean, six months is quite a long time in in this business. I have to say, you know, a lot can change in that time. But we're certainly going to be talking about um, our uh, Northwind Lithium asset, um, that which is sitting within uh, Ion Battery Resources, where we've got an exploration program underway. We've announced that that's that's happening. We're going to give people an update and, and some results on that. Tati and Botswana, likewise. Uh, exploration program underway uh, and an update to come and of course Athabasca Basin as we've talked about at a bit of length there you know that's that's coming too so people want to hear about you know what's actually going on on the ground you know what what kind of exploration are you doing what results are you seeing you know and, and, and all of that is coming we want to update people on our plans at Malopo that's that, that's going to be coming soon um, but of course you know as we've talked about you know in terms of the IPOs you know I think first development resources you know, which is a huge opportunity for for shareholders and something that's 
has already added a lot of value to the portfolio, but is is going to add a lot more um, when it lists. Um, is 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 a very big event for us, and it, you know it's it's a it's it's going to be a, in some respects you know almost a defining event because it's going to it's it's a major transaction and it's going to really validate the business model. So when people say, look. You say you're an incubator. What does that actually mean? As, as you have done, we said, well, you know, look, look at gold and metal as a good example. You know, the next one's going to be first development and, and showing how that works. So, you know, we're very focused on on getting that job done, and uh, we're looking forward to updating people on it going forward. Thank you, Sean. Um, Tristan, um, just wanted me to just tell us a little bit about uh, first development resources um, and obviously the the projects that you're involved in um, and. And obviously, I suppose also what uh, first development resources, why why would it be a good investment proposition? Certainly. I mean, obviously, Sean has uh, talked at length about the, the spin out model and and why first development resources being a success is of, of significant importance to power metal resources in terms of proving the power incubator model. Um, FDR, as um, we are, as I mentioned, we are a, an early stage explorer with a focus on as on Australia and, and Australia in itself is a is a good reason to to be interested in, in in the company simply because it is a fantastic place to do to do business you know it, it's in terms of its mineral endowment it's, it's got everything you want there and in terms of its legal and and uh, regulatory framework we're operating in one of the, the top jurisdictions in the world the the business we we have early stage projects in in western Australia where we're focusing on on copper gold copper gold uh, and base metals which is neatly uh, complemented by our northern territory um transition metal uh, project which is the celta project but but in terms of so i think i think in terms of the, the the whole package i think the way that the the company is structured in terms of what we're exploring it for and the jurisdiction is, is a key point uh, i think also that the team which we've established is a, is a really important selling point the, the board of directors which which is already in place at first development resources is is technical in 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 I guess it has a technical bias, but it also is complemented again by um, really strong experience in the capital markets, uh, particularly in, in in London. So and and, and the team, despite as being a, an early stage small company, are, are massively so engaged, so invested in what we're trying to achieve. That it really is a, a pleasure to work with them as the only full time executive. Uh, you know, I take great comfort from the quality of the, of the board which we have in place. We also have a very clear focus about what we're trying to achieve. We are a, a mineral exploration company looking to make a discovery, and that's that's important because, you know, through the mining life, uh, through the mining cycle, you know, you go companies go through transitional periods where, uh, you know, teams have to be restructured and changed, and the focus has to be altered depending on what stage of the cycle that we're in. We're looking to make a discovery. Once we make that discovery, it becomes a very different, um, uh, different. A different process for first development and like power that we would then look to, uh, to crystallize value whether that be through uh, disposal or working with a uh, another company to take these things forward should we wish to do so um i guess another key uh, key aspect of, of, of the strength of fdr is the fact that we have a what well, we will have or once we do um obtain our lifting is have a very strong and supportive partner in power metal resources and and power will be a a significant shareholder who'll be who'll be locked in um you know which will in for, for a quite significant period of time which will obviously um provide stability to hopefully to the to the share price post admission um and and being able being having that relationship with power will also give fdr exposure to the resources which which also um 
contribute to power success. So being part of a collective, albeit with the necessary um, um, information barriers in place to ensure that you know we remain compliant in that in that regard. Uh, it's you know we, 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 we're part of a bigger a bigger stable. So I think being being together in the, in that in that stable, but and, and, and able to benefit on the. Uh, with the resources that power have will also benefit first development resources and, and, and shareholders alike. So, and I think the final, the final point, which makes uh, FDR an interesting investment proposition is the fact that we are ready to go. So in, in the, in Western Australia, our key focus is our Walal project where we are targeting magnetic bullseye anomalies. And for those uh, or your listeners who are familiar with Greatland Gold will be, you know, how can these uh, anomalies, to have mineralization our critical targets do have priorities to to javier on um, the, the deposit um uh, in in the patterson and we've got everything in place to allow us to hit the ground running immediately post admission and actually start exploration work you know very shortly after getting on market like like in in western australia in the northern territory where we're focused on um battery metals lithium rare earths we're located in a fabulous jurisdiction uh, just north of arafura resources nolan's project which is the, the highest grade ndpr project in australia the, their success has really put a spotlight on that on the arunta region of, of the northern territory and, and already as a even as a this early stage we've we've, we've we've developed great relationships with all the key stakeholders uh, across our portfolio but particularly in the northern territory and again with a, with a view to enabling us to get on the ground immediately post admission to, to to carry out that first phase of, of work to ensure that across the portfolio there is tangible news flow coming to market um, to keep in, investors interested, but also building on the story in the hope that we can you know, re refine our exploration efforts, hone in on drill targets and make that significant discovery, which is ultimately our, our aim. Yeah. Um, obviously, markets has been challenging um, at the moment and I suppose some of your plans have been delayed. Um, obviously, it seems that you've done, you made a lot of progress um, that you, you've made with, uh, with obviously your assets there um, and you're ready to go, as you mentioned. When when can we see an IPO listing? Have you sort of got plans to obviously there have been delayed, but have you got any sort of insight as to potentially when you'd be looking to to list? It's it's a, it's a great question, Robin. It's, and unfortunately, it's very difficult to put a, a specific answer on it. I mean, as as Sean has alluded, you know, first development resources is the key priority for power metal resources. It's in all of our interests to get this this vehicle spun out um, in the most efficient time possible. As much as it sounds like a an all-encompassing excuse. People refer to market conditions as being a, um, a factor in, in, in everything that's currently going on. But the reality is, we are we we are ready to go as a business. We have had, we have been ready to go for several months in terms of the documentation um, have been being prepared and ready to support the, our proposed uh, and planned listing. Um, we obviously do a lot of work on the ground to ensure that when we when we do get that. Um, uh, listing and 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 the, and the finances necessary to enable us to progress exploration that everything is in place, but the reality right now is that we're trying to sell something into a market where there's not that many buyers, and it's a very difficult um, period that we're all currently going through. Um, and I wish I could say more about it. We, as I say, because we're ready to go, we're speaking to everybody who potentially could could help us through through Powers Network, through FDR's network, through through all of our networks, with a view of getting this on market as soon as we possibly can. Um, and as much as I sound like I'm repeating myself, and I know that I am, unfortunately, the best thing for, for first development right now is being ready to go. And we are ready to go. And as soon as we start seeing the opportunity to push the button, that's exactly what we're going to do.
Yeah, and I hope hope market conditions sort of improve in the short term rather than longer term, so we can uh, see you IPO in uh, in the near term as opposed to a longer longer term. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, and just I suppose just concluding, Sean, I just wondered if you can uh, have you got any final words for our audience? Obviously, our main our audience mainly from the mining industry. Um, just wondering if you had any final words on power metals. Um, and what we expect to see. Well, hopefully, what, what what investors can expect to see is is meaningful updates on our exploration programs, the ones that I mentioned. So, you know, work is going on on the ground. We're we're not just sitting here on assets waiting for commodity prices to go up. Um, we are actually actively adding value to our uh, portfolio of assets. Um, you know, as as, as we speak, um, and that, that's number one. And number two, the IPO program led by First Development. Um, and then subsequent to that, um, uranium energy exploration, UBE, the, the the small spin out for the uranium portfolio that I mentioned, um, to, to to follow that. So, you know, really, what we we generate a lot of news, you know, at, at Power Metal, um, and because we have such a big portfolio, so investors can expect regular updates on what's going on on the exploration side, and on the the capital markets IPO side. And so we, you know, we're we're stress has said, look, you know, conditions are difficult. I mean, there's there's no question about that. I mean, we've all been doing this a long time, and it's the hardest that. You know, anyone have, have ever remember both here, Australia, Canada. You know, it's it's very hard to get uh, to get capital. Um, but um, you know, at the end of the day, and it's an old cliche, but you know, good good projects always get financed. You know, and and you know, sooner or later that that will be the case. Um, so you know, we're very confident um, that we're going to get uh, FDR done very soon. And I should add, by the way, you know, one of the great uh, beauties of the incubator model is that it sits within our portfolio until it doesn't. In other words. You know, we're very well capitalized business. We we did a good, we did a big capital raise um, back in uh, back in May. So we've got cash in the bank. Um, we've got relatively low overhead. We, we we run a very tight ship here. There's not very many of us, and so you know, FDR remains part of the family until it goes off uh, on on its own. So you know, it's not like an ordinary IPO that we must get it done. We must get it done because you know we're running out of cash. You know, it sits within our portfolio. So you know what that means is. We make we can take our time to get the right deal done, you know, and, and we can make sure that we've got the right investors. Um, Tristan has done an amazing job building a fantastic set of assets. He's ready to go. It's absolutely jewel ready. But you know, let's get this. Let's get this not just done. Let's get get it done properly. Get it get it properly listed, and we look forward to being able to add a lot of value to shareholders going forward. So lots of news to come, uh, and certainly you know the first developments uh, res- first development resources story. You know, very uh, very close to a completion. Yeah. Thanks, Sean and Tristan. Um, and if our obviously audience wants to reach out to you and they want to obviously follow your story, which is a interesting story in many jurisdictions, um, what how can they go about doing that? What sort of social networks do you uh, do you focus on? Well, we're we're pretty busy, I would say. We've got uh we we've we've got a very active presence on Twitter and LinkedIn, certainly. Um we've got um we've got a very good website which is we're very regularly updated, powermetalresources.com. We've got very good marketing collaterals of across all the project areas um, and good information on, on everything we're doing. But we also have an info at email, info at powermetalresources.com, which we monitor every day and, and where we're very happy to answer shareholder questions. So if people do want to follow up on any of the things we said today or any of the materials that they might find, they're very welcome to email in to us. Uh, and uh, and and we'll do our very best to to answer any questions they might have. We also do. I'm very pleased to be here with with you. We're you know very keen to 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 talk directly to shareholders in the, in this format. 
podcasts and so on. So we do regular interviews and updates. Uh, and, you know, it, but we're always open to, to any suggestions. If people want to hear from us more or less in different ways, you know, we're, we're all ears. But I think we've got we've got a great uh, online presence uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very open, as I said, to, to direct engagement with investors. Yeah. And Tristan with FDR? Yeah, similar. So we, we also have the, the website, which is the, the first port of call for anyone interested in, in, in first development resources. Like Power Metal Resources, we also have uh, info at firstdevelopmentresources.com and I'm always very happy to receive any questions or queries and, and, and we'll take pleasure in, in responding. And like like uh, Power, we're also active on, on social media when we can be. So again, through Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, but we are always available. I want to be uh, engaging with our um, potential investors or future investors. And we want to take people on the journey with us. So any any thoughts as to how we can do our job better? Always happy to uh, to listen to, to that. And uh, we look forward to engaging in a more formal way uh, as, the, as, the, as the company develops. Yeah, well, we include all those in the show notes anyway, so people have got easy access to uh, reach out to you. Um, and it's a great story. I've known you guys for, for a little while now. And obviously, uh, conditions are a little bit um, challenging at the moment, but I'm sure they will smooth out sooner rather than later. So all the best with uh, all the, the, the spin outs and the and power metals and FDR. Um, all the best for for the remainder of this year going into next year. And perhaps you want to come on next year uh, and give us an update on, on activities. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, yeah thanks, no guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. And thank thanks. you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, certainly a lot to unpack there. Um, obviously, power metals in various jurisdictions around the world, in various commodities as well. All these commodities are essential in, in, in our industry and in our humanity, uh, whether it's uh, battery metals or precious metals um certainly a, a lot of information there and i appreciate you sharing this episode far and wide all across uh people within the mining industry but also people outside the mining industry so appreciate your continued support and until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.